0: Blog Talk Radio. <laughs> Lincoln. <laughs> there is someone waiting who will hurry up and rescue you just for chicken. Welcome to Backyard Poultry with the Chicken Whisperer radio show brought to you by Calm Bach Feeds. My name is Andy Schneider, but most know me as the Chicken Whisperer, author of the Chicken Whisperer's Guide to Keeping Chickens, National Spokesperson for the USDA Biosecurity for Birds program and Editor-in-Chief of Chicken Whisperer Magazine. Each week I welcome experts in their field to share their knowledge about different topics, including backyard poultry, show poultry, heritage poultry, gardening, cooking, and, of course, living a self-sufficient lifestyle. Be sure to visit us online at chickenwhisperer.com, where you can follow us on Twitter, become a fan on Facebook, and subscribe to the totally free digital edition of Chicken Whisperer Magazine. Once again, I would like to thank all of you for tuning in today to Backyard Poultry with the Chicken Whisperer, brought to you by our good friends at Kalmbach Feeds.
1: At Kalmbach Feeds, our layer pellets and crumbles are all-natural, antibiotic-free, with no animal byproducts. Formulated just for laying hens, our feed is fortified with essential amino acids and calcium to ensure maximum production of nutritious, tasty, strong-shelled eggs. From our family to yours, Feed your hens the way nature intended. Pure, wholesome, goodness. Kalmbach Feeds. Find a dealer at KalmbachFeeds.com. That's K-A-L-M-B-A-C-H, Feeds.com. Or order your layer pellets and crumples today on Amazon.com. Kalmbach Feeds is a proud sponsor of The Chicken Whisperer.
0: Ware Manufacturing has been building quality hutches since 1983. Ware Manufactures Modern Chicken Hutches barns, pens, and nest boxes designed especially for the backyard flock. Ware offers hutches and pens for every yard size and every chicken keeper's budget. Visit their website at waremfge.com, that's W-A-R-E-M-F-G-I-N-C.com, or call them to find a retailer near you at 1-888-824-7257 we Manufacturing. Tasty Grubs by Tasty Worms Nutrition are the original dried black soldier fly larva made right here in the USA. Tasty Grubs are high in protein and calcium, vital nutrients for laying hens. Customers have reported an increase in shell quality, egg taste, and a reduction in molting time. For a limited time, get a bag of Tasty Grubs 100% free. Simply enter tastyworms.com forward slash whisper into your web browser and add one to your cart today. Save 10% on all other products, such as dried mealworms, by entering the coupon code whisper at checkout. That's tastyworms.com forward slash whisper. Do you provide a heat source for your backyard chickens in the winter? In most cases, it's not necessary, but if you choose to provide a heat source for your backyard chickens, it's imperative to use a safe and effective heat source, and the only one I recommend is the Sweeter Heater. The Sweeter Heater is a safe, completely sealed, washable, non-breakable, energy-efficient, long-lasting, and reliable specific area heater that comes with a three-year warranty. Ditch the dangerous heat lamp this season and invest in the only heater I recommend, the Sweeter Heater. Purchase the Sweeter Heater online at SweeterHeater.com. That's SweeterHeater.com. Since 1921, Stromberg's has been a family-owned and operated business providing quality poultry and poultry supplies to their customers. Hi, I'm country music artist Nathan Osmond, and you're listening to Backyard Poultry with the Chicken Whisperer. Alrighty, thanks for staying with us today. I figured I'd just go ahead and get the uh, first commercial break out of the way, so we could go ahead and get over to the phone lines and bring uh, my good friend, uh, poultry scientist and professor, Dr. Bridget McRae, uh, on live today. We take two commercial breaks uh, during the podcast, and less than TV, less than FMAM radio, but uh, these are uh, companies we think that uh, provide value to backyard poultry and. Um, want to be able to get uh, get you in touch with them check them out and um, i'm sure they have something that you need for your backyard flock all right let's go to the phone lines right now and we'll bring on my good friend dr mccray hey doc how you doing happy new year
1: happy new year andy how are you
0: I'm doing dandy and uh, just sweeter than snuff and half as dusty and uh, finer than frog hair <laughs> split four ways, as my dad would say. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> I'm doing pretty good. Well, I'm calling yeah. you from Alabama now. I know. Uh, that's so awesome. I had a feeling. I think I saw a post of yours or maybe it was a text you sent me about doing an orientation, and I was like, Jen, I think she's made the move. I think she's here. or close by. Yes. Yeah.
1: I'm officially working at uh, Alabama Cooperative Extension System housed on the Auburn University campus. And today was orientation. But yesterday, um, gosh, let's see, Monday was my first day where I kind of got into the office and met folks. And then Tuesday, my stuff arrived. And then Wednesday, we got up at 5 a.m. and drove all the way up to the northwest corner of the state. Um to a chick chain training and spent the day there and came back, got home about nine thirty last night and hopped up this morning to go to orientation here in in uh Lee County and so I'm looking forward to hearing from some of your listeners, whoever is out there, um I've already heard wonderful news about the, the backyard chicken community in Mobile. I think you were the first one who told me about that, Andy, that they have yeah, a great, well organized group.
0: They really do. It's one of the best in the nation, yeah? I think. Yeah, <laughs> oh, very organized. Gosh. All about education. The the group is run very professionally, uh, no drama, no, I mean, it's, it's, you pay dues uh, every year, and they have oh. monthly they have cookouts they have it's fabulous and uh they they have worked with auburn in the past and it's really all about education and of course helping get you know the laws they help get the laws changed there and uh again it's 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 a great great wonderfully run group down there at the mobile bay backyard chicken keepers uh you need to check them out they got their facebook presence and uh, you can find them there
1: oh yeah, I was I was wondering at some point. Um, I hope one of them reaches out to me. And my my focus in my position is going to be 4-H livestock curriculum. So um, in Alabama, they started with a about about the same time I started at uh, Delaware State University. Um, they started something called Chick Chain, and I think you've heard me mention it, or you may even have mentioned it a time or two, Andy. Um, but I'm going to be providing some leadership for that. And one of the things I learned yesterday is, um, how they want so many volunteers, people who are excited about chickens. And so we'll talk about that in the, in another show. Um, but yeah, Chick Chain was what I was doing all day yesterday. And, you know, we, we've got some other programs that I'll be putting together, but, uh, First week is always challenging because you don't don't have a computer yet, and you're learning where all the counties are, (laughs) cities versus counties, and all that good stuff, and so that's what I have been up to into the new year. Um, I made the move at the end of last month, so here I am.
0: Awesome. So glad to have you down here in the South, and you got your PhD at Auburn, if I remember correctly.
1: I did. You heard right. So I'm back at um one of my alma maters and yeah i'm i'm excited egg excited um have you had back have you headed back to Florida yet?
0: No, we probably won't until uh, next fall. I think we're going to be in the Georgia area for the next several months. Um, I did find out actually yesterday, however, the states – well, I know uh, the dealers that I will be, but I'm not going to announce that until we have times and dates and things like that. But it's funny that within weeks of you moving down here, um, I will be going (laughs) – You're going to 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 Delaware? Delaware. Yep, and uh, let's see. Give me a (laughs) second. I'm talking about exactly where – and, and Delaware. But, um, yeah, the states I'll be going to for events, uh, book signing and, 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 uh, workshops will be, uh, Virginia, Maryland, Pennsylvania, Delaware, New York, um, New Hampshire <laughs> oh. and and Connecticut. So, uh, but I'll give you oh, a little, golly. I know it. So it's, 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 it's how funny things work that way, but you're so close. Um, Let me try to find the – I'll just tell you the city in Delaware It's coming up should be right now. So let me go down here. I'll open it up. I don't know how far I would be uh, from where you were. But, um, yeah, so I'm looking forward to um, getting up there. There we go. Open it up. It was in a file in my email. at Delaware. See how close I'll be to you. I may mention some of the cities, too, for folks that may be listening. Let's see. Here we go. Bridgeville. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That was just like 45 minutes from my house.
0: That's not bad. Bridgeville, yeah. So it looks like uh, Troutville, Virginia, Warrington, Virginia, uh, Souderton, Pennsylvania, to New York, Hamburg, New York, uh, Swansea, New Hampshire. Glendale, Maryland; uh, Bridgeville, Delaware; New Milford, Connecticut; Summers, Connecticut; Guilford, Connecticut; and Monroe, Connecticut. Tons in Connecticut. I'll be up that way.
1: Oh so, wow! Uh,
0: those are the events where, I or the cities where I uh, will have events between April 10th and April 30th in that three-week period. Uh, we'll be on the road. Gosh. So uh, headed up that way. But um, yeah, so glad nice. to be back down out not too far away so yeah that's awesome so no we're gonna on. have to
1: connect some way somehow and and see each other it's been too long
0: Absolutely. talking by
1: phone is great but i'll have to just have you over for dinner sometime
0: we'll have to get down that way you're not too far away so uh i got to love it and um trying to think Oh uh, today's, today's topic, topic? Uh, yes yeah. <laughs> Time in fact, I stopped in a feed store this morning. I was running some errands and just stopped in, and I was uh, talking to the folks here. And of course, we're in the south, so literally, probably within the next two weeks, probably around in two weeks' time, we'll be having baby chicks in the stores uh, down here. I know yeah. that uh, we need the large box uh, farm stores get theirs in about the third, second, third week of February in the south. So, but I was talking to him about. If you hadn't already ordered and, you know, requesting, you know, salmonella monitored program through m p i p maybe next year if he's already ordered to do that, and verify that they participate in that program, the whole nine yards. But so so this topic today is kind of uh, relevant, of course, and uh, really choosing chicks are pullets, uh, I guess, or started birds. And uh, Yeah, started pullets
1: versus chicks, cons of each.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: So, um when you first started, Andy, what did you start with? Adult birds or teenage birds or baby chicks?
0: I did baby chicks, and that was probably about 25 years ago. And uh, like so many <laughs> others, I walked into the feed store, and there they were. And, uh, yeah, it was back in 92, I think, so a long time ago. And uh, there they were. Wow. And I, actually, I actually got some turkeys and some chickens. Um, and it wasn't until a few years later I did the duck thing and uh, got a few ducks, and they didn't last around the homestead very long because we said, enough of you guys, see ya, and they went to a petting zoo with a pond, <laughs> a couple of ponds. Said, no, 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 I'm done with ducks. Uh, you know, this this was it. I've been there, done that, never again. So, um, yeah, so... That's why you're the
1: chicken whisperer and not the duck whisperer.
0: You got that right. I think I'm going to, uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, well, so one yes, of the I, things
1: that everyone's going to be thinking about is, you know, they've got those catalogs, um, they're coming in the mail already, uh, you're <laughs> exactly right, you're going to get the temptation inside the the feed store. And I don't want to discourage people, but there are definite pros and cons of Starting with adult birds versus baby chicks. So let's start with the adult birds.
0: Okay. Uh,
1: a lot of people just don't give it the due consideration, number one, because they're not cute and fuzzy. However, for some people who have the inclination for raising birds but don't want to deal with the hassle of young animals, It's a lot like adopting a cat or a dog. You don't have to adopt a baby animal. You can get an older animal. You're going to pay more, not for spay-neuter like you would with a dog or a cat, but there are inputs of feed, labor, and utilities (laughs) that go into raising a started pullet to about maybe 18 to 22 weeks, maybe 16 even to 22 weeks of age before you come make the purchase where are they in the catalog well usually on the back page or towards <laughs> towards the back of the catalog not where all the the really you know cool pictures are because you know by started pull it you're usually going to get just the number you want if your zoning ordinance says you can have eight you're gonna go get eight, maybe fewer, maybe not, but that way you can get just what you need um instead of paying you know two dollars and ten cents to maybe four dollars a chick, depending on the rarity of the breed and availability prices vary uh you may pay anywhere from you know seven seventy five to maybe eight fifty a bird. Well, you've got um, your electricity bill will be lower um, because you're not paying to brood them. Um, you don't have to do the medicated chick feed or chick starter. Uh, if you are concerned about um, those sorts of things, uh, you can get just started pulls and not even have to deal with that. That doesn't put, become part of the thought process in your in your worries and concerns, um, usually they are already. Oh, I'm sorry. What were you going to say?
0: That's. I think that, and you you may agree. And I still uh, often will look at what folks are selling, started birds for, you know, get on Craigslist and whatnot. And 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 I think across the board, um, people still don't. Sell them, I think, for what they're worth and what they haven't have. Oh no! I, I don't think they never do. I, I, they, I don't think they figure out. Okay, I've, I've 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 my labor for this long, the the cost of running the heat lamp for this long, uh, my feed for this long, and all this stuff, and and they'll still sell maybe a twelve a week old for seven bucks. I mean, I mean, it's just it's, it's amazing, and I'm like. They just and a lot of times I think it has to, well, I just ordered twenty five and I really only want twelve and I had to raise the other ones anyway. You know, or that, or I just got to get rid of them because I don't know what I'm to do with them because I only can keep this many or whatever. So there are some some deals to be found, I think, um, if, and we always talk about biosecurity here, but, if, you know, if you can get some healthy birds that way, uh, I think there's some deals to be found. And you don't have the cost of a brooder. You don't have the headache of, you know, all this. You know, you'll just have to uh, spend a chick lot of... Chick waters, time.
1: chick feeders, chick starters.
0: Uh, yeah. I think there's still some values to be found. Uh, and people are still... Uh, um, um, what am I saying? Uh, uh, discounting themselves, or I guess, in the price, and uh, for various reasons, right. yeah, find some good deals out there.
1: Now, were you ever in 4-H or FSA? I didn't do.
0: I did FSA. Yep, I was secretary for our our group and our chapter, but um, went to the state. Uh, did you and, ever have
1: to do like a an expense report for any of your projects?
0: Um, in landscaping and landscape design.
1: Yeah. So you had to keep track of your receipts, and you had to, you know, track your your costs versus, you know, what money came in from your your efforts, right?
0: Mhm. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: And that's part of what 4-H and FFA wants to do is learn record keeping skills. Um, and it's there enough you know, your local extension office for you to figure out how much you be, you should be selling those started. Then, holy cow, they should probably be charging $20 each. Um, A lot of the backyard crowd, um, not everybody has 4 H and FFA backgrounds or even um, agricultural backgrounds, but that doesn't mean that they can't be leaders and help teach. You know, family members and and other young people who have a similar interest in poultry about how to how to really figure out how much that first egg cost them. So, if you have equipment that's dedicated towards baby chicks, um, you wouldn't need that for for started pullets. Um, one of the things I found out yesterday: the chick chain training, and I understand chick chain is in 10 states now it might be closer to 20 states now Um, so pay attention to your local extension office it's a 4-H program call them up ask them if they do Chick Chain in that county or surrounding county and what I found out is at the end of Chick Chain uh, it's a about a 22-week program. so they start with baby chicks they raise them up they get a home visit where they get advice and then at the end they have to show their top three birds um, they have to be the same breed so if they get the 10 bird option and every state does a little bit different but here in Alabama they have the 10 bird option or the 18 bird option 10 bird option they get three different breeds 18 bird option they get I think at least three different breeds. And they have to bring back at the end of 22 weeks um, three specimens of the same breed. They're shown, judged individually, and as a, a group for uniformity. And then they're auctioned at the end of the day. And all these young people are absolutely 100% required to find sponsors for these started pullets. And honestly, Andy, what I hear some of these birds going for, you know, it may not be the champion bird, so it may not go for big money, but it's a tax deduction. You don't get that when you buy started pullets from um, one of the commercial hatcheries, but you're also, you know, you're also not necessarily supporting a young person's education either. Um, but you know, you can, you you pay by the head. You may be paying, you know, $14 a bird, and you know that part of those funds goes to make that program work, and that young person gets, um, you know, wonderful experience, and nobody ever wants to see a young person have no bidders. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. you know, I'll encourage, that's, that's an outlet that I had never thought to tell people of before, Andy, and I hope you will help me and. And um, mentioning to people as they go into to chick season, um, you know, baby chicks consider holding off until late summer into fall when you can get started pullets, and maybe that'll buy you more time to build the coop of your dreams or or modify something that you already have rather than oh impulse buy I've got baby chicks. Uh, what do I do now? Oh, they're pooping everywhere. Okay. Um, it, and so it, it, it may be a solution for some folks who are looking for, for something just a little different. Um, of course they, you know, not every County has it. Um, you should probably start looking in the next month and a half for announcements in your county or in your region, because I know here in Delaware, uh, pfft, hello, where am I? I'm going to have to drop that habit. <laughs> um, here in Alabama, um, some of these agents have two counties that they work over and, and they may do an event that is for a hundred kids over four or five counties. Um so, you know, you may want to look for that by contacting your county cooperative extension office wherever you're at and say, "I'd like to support chick chain. Do we have it in this county? If not, where is it in my state?" And if your county office doesn't know, ask to speak to the 4-H agent or sometimes it's not the 4-H agent who runs it. Sometimes it's the the um the county extension agent. So hopefully your secretary can point you in the right direction. And and if either one of those people, when they eventually get back to you, doesn't know about it, then they may point you to the state office. So it may take you a week or so to get the answer to your question, but it may be way more fulfilling to get a started pull it in that, in that manner. Um, and it's tax deduction. Dun, 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 dun. So, <laughs> So, we've talked about some of the pros and the cons of started pullets. Started pullets may mean that you pay more. That's a con. Uh, it may mean that you miss out on the baby chick experience. That's a con to some people. For other people, that's a pro to you and how you like to to view it. Um, if you're a retiree and you like your summer vacations and or you're a snowbird, and you want to wait till later in the year before you get this chicken thing started, uh, when it's a little bit warmer, warmer, started pullets are probably perfect for you. And they'll be laying shortly after you get them. Other things to consider with started pullets, um, biosecurity. Make sure your started pullets come from an NPIP, uh, participating hatchery, and you want Started pullets whether you get them from the chick chain program or from uh, directly from a hatchery you want to make sure that they are participating in as many of the NPIP programs as possible and here in Alabama what we've instructed folks to do is uh, whether they're a 4-H agent or they're a um, a county agent they are required to purchase chicks only from NPIP approved hatcheries, so you've got that built-in guarantee. Doesn't mean that the kid's going to make a mistake or two, and, and that you might have chickens that uh, come to you. Well, maybe maybe they start laying three weeks after you get them instead of one. Um, depends on how mature they are, and so it doesn't it doesn't hurt to go to an, a chick chain of event and. Uh, kind of interview the kids before you get there, unless you've been directly approached by one of the young people and um, have a, an agreement with them. Interview them see how much they've learned and how much they know and if you want to bid on those birds. But they should be from an NPIP-approved hatchery. And um, the coordinator of that event should be able to answer those questions if the kids are completely intimidated by a, con- a conversation with an adult. And sometimes you get young people who are that way. Um so, um, feed, uh, you should probably start with a grower, and um, depending on how old these birds are and when you get them, you may need to, instead of getting the grower, go straight to the layer diet. Uh, if you order from a hatchery, at the time that you place that order, you're going to ask them, have they been switched to a laying hen diet yet? Or do I need to do that switch for them when they get here? In such case, you probably would want to buy a grower diet in like a small five or fifteen pound bag and do that gradual switch of feed to a laying hen diet for them, so that their bodies have the calcium reserves um, to lay those first eggs, and you're you're accommodating those birds. Of course, uh, most vaccinations, most hatcheries. you know, they will have maybe vaccinated for Merrick's disease if you paid for it. Uh, if you get started, Pullets, you want to get a list of vaccinations that those birds have been through. And that should be something easy enough that you keep in your flock records. And that little file folder that you say that's labeled chicken uh, that you keep for your birds so that if something should go wrong, like maybe. Maybe they get sick when you, you know, a couple weeks after you've gotten them. Well, you're going to want to phone the hatchery and go, "Hey, I've got sick birds." Now, what was my vaccination they got? And you're going to work with your veterinarian at that point to kind of figure it out. What is this organism that's causing my flock to be sick? Um, And of course, you want information on the vaccinations that the birds have had, so that that can be part of the the diagnosis or maybe rule that out kind of information you want to have on hand in your files. Mm-hmm. Um if you want to continue that vaccination regimen, you would work with your veterinarian and you know, if you've got birds that have been vaccinated for mycoplasma and you want to continue that, beautiful plan. That's all I can say. And yeah. <clears throat> there are vaccines out there to help you do that. What were you gonna say, Andy? Yeah.
0: No, I was, I was going to mention too is when uh, um, the Salmonella Monitor Program. I just want to take a second to uh, talk about that MPIP because there was some confusion. People listen to the show a lot; have heard me say this before. Uh, even if you're buying from a backyard or order uh, or online, whoever. Um, Like you were saying, MPIP, uh, they participate in that program. And even at the very basic level, they're testing for salmonella, pallorum, uh, typhoid. Uh, But um, I would always recommend, and anybody can participate in this, especially if you're ordering from a larger hatchery, to ask them specifically if they participate in a salmonella monitored program. And there's already been some confusion out there. You can listen to our past episodes to the difference in all of those. But yeah, I was just going to comment because I'm kind of beating that dead horse over and over again because it's a brand new program out a couple of years. Yeah. And there's already I've done the screenshots about the difference between when you ask the hatchery, the person you're talking to might say, "Oh yeah, we're in PIP and and we're salmonella free, uh, but not salmonella monitored in in a lot of cases." So I just was going to share that as well too.
1: Yeah, the right question as the first question would be, please tell me, or can you tell me or list for me the number of NPIP programs in which you participate? And if they do mycoplasma, if they do salmonella monitored, great. But I'm pushing mycoplasma now because, oh, Oh, it's a problem in backyard flocks. It really is a huge problem in backyard flocks, and now the options for getting rid of that or having it come under control are are you know up in the air. So you know, I I would say start with hatchery. Whether you get started to flock or whether you get baby chicks, you know, the more programs that are enrolled in, the better that hatchery is. And caring about getting you healthy stock to begin with. If you mm-hmm. mess it up from after that point, that's on you. But you started with healthy <laughs> birds, okay? If you mess it up after that, we'll talk about your management and, and what you can do to change things to make sure your birds um change health. Uh, but there you go. Um, that's the started pullet side of things. Uh, Of course, everybody has that warm, fuzzy feeling that they get when they're thinking about baby chicks, and that may be, depending on your family, any youngsters you have, that may be the way to go. However, if you've got kids that don't use or are too young to know how to you know, wash their hands, Uh, not kiss baby birds, baby birds. If that's an issue, you may want to start with target bullets. And, you know, baby chicks are great. Uh, However, a lot of hatcheries have a minimum order quantity that's anywhere from, like, some of them are, go as low as 15, most of them, you have to start with 25 chicks. And you might only have uh, permission to have six. Well, 25 <laughs> minus six leaves you with a whole lot of birds that you may not know what to do with. And you may be like a lot of people who are like, I just want four or five but you may have to buy 25 and you don't, you know, you don't know other folks who are, um, who are in your area who might be placing orders as well. Mm-hmm. Might behoove you to join a club like say Mobile Bay Backyard Chicken, and get your, uh, your educational component together and talk to them about what they recommend. Like here in Alabama, the southern part of the state for Chick Chain apparently last year had problems with foul pox and that's definitely something Mobile Bay probably deals with. And they can advise you on appropriate plans of action, uh, which will definitely have to be taken in those in instances and circumstances. But thank goodness foul pox is an easy fix for vaccination. It's not like giving a shot to your other animals. It's It's like thank goodness it's so easy and so straightforward um we actually practiced that with some some birds and i've I've practiced it at Tastic. i think the year you were there we had peter brown doing a practice session and people got to actually practice it themselves and they're like that's not hard to pass some of the fears and concerns and the worries that you may have as you get started with a, a baby flock or before preferably before you get started with a baby chick flock um so, of course, you've got a longer period of time that you will have to work with and train your birds, get to know their personalities. You'll get to know those birds' personalities. Uh, you can also have to purchase some additional equipment, and your your fees may be higher than the electric bill. Uh, you might have to modify a coop to accommodate chicks before they're be not old enough to perch and so on and so forth and utilize their space and yes you and i are down here in the southern part of the country where we're having a gorgeous day here and it's warm and comfortable and i would have absolutely no qualms starting baby chicks however if you're in upper michigan you might have some some concerns with starting some chicks um and you know how are you going to get them warm out in that coop? Or how long can you give up part of the bathroom for them before they start flying out and pooping on the bathroom floor? So, you know, you've got to get some of those considerations in your thought process before you uh, you get those baby birds. Or you're going to be having a stressful little weekend or first week getting those chicks all squared away. You also get, uh, you know, perhaps some some allergies to keeping the birds indoors. If you're brooding indoors in house, you're probably not going to experience that with started pullets because you'll put them right out in your coop. And and uh, I know some people have have developed some really nasty allergies to uh, the dander that comes from chickens. And yes, chickens do have dander. Um, that they shed as new feathers come in and, and push the old feathers out. The the sheath can become quite a fine dust uh, that covers everything wherever they're brooded at, even if you put a screen over the top, it gets everywhere. Um, so yeah, you look on top of your light fixtures in whatever spare bathroom or bedroom that you're at, and, you know, there's this layer of dust that either came from the shavings or from the feather dander. And so, after the chicks are out of there, you're gonna to have to clean all that up with fine tooth comb, and get that all out of there. So, yeah, baby chicks have a very rewarding experience, especially with young people. Um, but you'll see that their relationship with the birds changes as the novelty wears off and the responsibility kicks in, and um, how they relate to the birds will change. Um, sometimes for the better. Sometimes for the women. However, not the females. Some of them are going to be males. What's your plan for getting them? Started? It is an extremely rare thing for one of them to end up being male. I mean, it's almost unheard of. Almost. Uh, but we all know that the best chicken sexers you still only have a, a, you know, 80 to 90% rate of getting it right. And so you may end up with one or two males in there, depending on how many birds you get when you make your purchase. What are you going to do with them? And if you're not zoned for having roosters or that was never your intention, is that something you want to deal with? Okay. Well, what's your plan if you if you've, do end up with one? I mean, don't call your county extension office. they got nowhere to put them. You're going to have to find some place to sell them or, or give them to a farmer or something like that. Uh, so consideration, even in the chick chain program, they have deal with the same situation. Sometimes there's a rooster in there, and you've got to find somebody who wants them. Sell them or give them away. Um, when they are placed outside for the first time, um, they're likely to come in contact with organisms that cause coccidiosis, um, so you want to have them on a medicated chick starter so that they can at least have a fighting chance with their immune system and you know battling whatever is out there that they're likely to be exposed to. The program can reduce any likelihood that your chicks started or not would be exposed to coccidiosis organisms. And, you know, you, you, the feed that you buy is, is part of the equation. Of course, remember, if you buy chicks directly from a hatchery and they've been given coxivac, that's a live vaccine. You do not want to feed those chicks, medicated chick starters. You want that coxivac to do its job. So you will feed them non-medicated Chick Starters. (laughs) With no back, and no medicated Chick Starter, (laughs) you are playing Russian roulette. I don't think that's very fair to your birds if you don't know, you know, if this is nudia and you don't know what's in your ground or you maybe are planning to free range them and you know they're going to be exposed to organisms brought in by wild birds that's just really kind of a that's a risky decision it's not exactly fair to your chickens because um that's a it's a painful disease and they don't feel good if they survive it that period of time is just a really gruddy thing
0: you Come know on, Doc, for I'll them be...
1: to have to go through
0: uh you know all you gotta do go is ahead. give them some garlic all you gotta do is give them some garlic and apple cider vinegar and they won't get coccidiosis
1: yeah I forgot about that
0: you forgot about about that what
1: else do you have to put in there maybe some onion dust or something fairy dust fairy dust dust (laughs) that's (laughs) gone I almost got that wrong (laughs) (laughs) doesn't mean that you can't do it but you're not a pro you're not an experimenter let's not experiment with their little tiny immune systems and their they're, let's make sure their guts stay happy cuz they'll stay happy yeah um other things to tell you uh if you have started pullets um usually uh usually there's a uh maybe a central location you can pick them up from at least in Delaware we had a guy who would order 3000 birds to the shot so you could come and um, you know, pick the birds you wanted. So you could avoid cross beaks, you could avoid crooked toes, that sort of thing. Um, you may not be able to do that if you do it uh, through mail order. Uh, you definitely don't get to choose if you get baby chicks um, through the mail. But you can kind of check for crooked toes, crooked beaks if you are buying them. Uh, from a chick chain or maybe from a feed store that's got them, and I'll say definitely do that check. You don't want a bird that has a defect or something that would affect their quality of life in the long run. Avoid the birds with defects because they're going to have it a little harder, and if this is all brand new to you, you want to start with good, healthy specimens so you have a great experience. Mm -hmm. So are there any pros or cons for either that I maybe missed Um, as we were talking about it, Andy,
0: um, yeah, I think at the end of the day, when I, when when I'm talking about this, it's, you know, I go through that getting started and the choices you have to make. And it seems like depending on where you start off with can sometimes depend on how much money you want to spend. You know, you can think, okay, well, I can get these baby chicks for sometimes on sale for a dollar a piece, but plus shipping, and then, you know, you have the, the brooder, you've got the heat source, you've got the water source, you uh, some people just, you know, and I say this sometimes because I've heard it before, People, some people, we'll just say older in age will say, you know what? I'm done with raising youngins. I've done that. I've been, I'm done. I just want birds that are ready to go out the coop. No brooder, no, you know, because some of them may want to start from, quote, unquote, no pun intended, scratch, and, and they want to hatch them out. <laughs> so I'm like, well, you, know, you, need, you need to have an incubator now, maybe an egg turner, and then you need to find eggs, fertilized eggs, key, um, if you don't already have a source. From stock that are poke.
1: NPIP approved.
0: Yeah, exactly. And then then you have to do that. And then you've got to buy an incubator. And so some people are like, okay, I don't want to do all that. I don't want to have that's less money. And then because they still will then have to have a brooder, and then they'll still have to have a coop. Some people are like, you know, I just want some started birds. They're just all ready to go outside. I don't have to worry about a brooder. I don't have to worry about an incubator. I don't have to buy all that. I don't have to worry about the time of all that. I just got to put them out in the coop that I've got outside. So uh, a lot of times that's a big factor is the cost, the time, you know, time-consuming uh, factor. Uh, again, if you get them from baby chicks versus just some started birds, if you mail order or just going out you and trying to find uh, a reliable uh, breeder that's got, you know, birds that are maybe you have just started laying, adult birds, and uh, you're paying more for those uh, than you would others and just, you know, put them in your backyard and and dealing with that, so it, it, sometimes for folks can be a time and financial issue on which where they want to start kind of along the way um, and we'll mention this we've mentioned it before because I mentioned it in my workshops about the people today who for example i'll paint this picture. They can mow their grass, but they have a landscape company. They can clean their pool, but they have a pool company. They can, you know, uh, wash their car, but they go to the car wash. Just like now, you have folks that will rent you some chickens and a coop, and you just pay them a monthly fee, and they'll come out, and they'll put a coop in your backyard with four chickens. or deliver you a bag of feed as often as is needed, and then you don't have to really do anything. And then when you don't want them anymore, you just call them up and say, hey, I'm done, come get all this crap out of my backyard. So, uh, yeah, there's, there's that. Yeah, I, I was describing
1: that. that to someone who didn't even know that that existed. And they were just looking at me, going, the first thing out of their mouth, you know, their eyes were big as saucers and their mouth was in a giant O. And they, they just turned around and said, biosecurity. And I said, yeah.
0: Because it's,
1: it's, it's they were shocked. They were just shocked. And and I said, <laughs> yeah. But, you know, <laughs> What were you going to say? You know? <laughs> Not everybody does that. Um, exactly. One of the things I did forget, Andy, is the variety. If you get started, pull it. Usually, it's one of the more commercial strains. It's a sex-linked brown egg layer, a production red, a production black, or a red star, black star. Or it's a production white, like, say, a leghorn or a California white, California gray. Um, they tend not to have started rare breeds or beautiful breeds. That's where you're going to have to go to Chick Chain or something mm-hmm. like um, somebody who's a breeder getting rid of of or someone who's who's got extras that they're willing to, to let go. Um, yeah, but make sure you get copies. Uh, if you find these birds on Craigslist, if you find these birds in your local paper, And they say they're NPIP approved. You want a copy of that paperwork. Okay. You want a a copy of that vaccination certificate so that you can, you know, if something goes down, you've at least got evidence that says, hey, according to the person that I got these birds from, you know, this is their source. This is what vaccinations they've had.
0: So.
1: Um, just part of the, part of the thought process and, and, you know, uh, personally, I'd like to get a dog in the future and I've, I've had puppies, I've had adult dogs, I've been through, you know, I've been through the process and I know what is entailed with a young, young dog. However, I've also done rescue and I know that it's really nice to have a housebroken dog. (laughs) It's really nice to have a dog that comes when it's called or one that, you know, is just past the the little in stage and I can just go straight to um the enjoyable portion of dog ownership rather than I don't have any shoes this morning because Poppy decided last night, you know, Mom Dad doesn't need footwear. I got this choo-choo-choo, <laughs> all done, you know, so, you know, that's, that's kind of nice to be able to go straight into the enjoyable aspect with started pull of just having the eggs and and getting to know those chickens' personalities thoroughly.
0: Yeah, just, uh, you know, it's all about, and we talk about this all the time on the show, um, education, education, and more education before you just – that's why we don't advocate the Easter basket surprises, the photo ops around Easter, and, and you know, just walking in going, oh, and that, that's how really with three people uh, – we, we kind of put everybody in three categories of how they end up with chicks in their backyard. One, you have the researchers that spend months knowing everything about the breed. Uh, two, you have the – um, sentimentalists that say, you know, I want the birds that my parents had or my grandparents. It brings back great memories. And then three, you have the opportunists that just walk into the store and there they are. And the kids go crazy, and mom can't say no. And voila, they' they've got chickens in their backyard and know nothing about how to take care of them.
1: And uh, we, well, I think everybody Bye. kind of feel,
0: falls into those three categories at some point. And so, but uh, but yes, yeah, so it's according you know, to uh, your
1: state vets office. And and got yourself a baby calf, you got baby chicks, but remember, they have the status of stock. And you may love them as pets, and you can love them all you want, but they're livestock. That's how they are viewed. Um, with regard to management, disease, uh, biosecurity, um, veterinarians are going to, you know, not everybody's going to want to drop $1,000 on a chicken that got ate by the neighbor's dog. Uh, Mm -hmm. So, you know, they are livestock and they are not the most livestock. So, Mm -hmm. make sure that You just track your investment in in getting this started and uh, keep records and just realize that they are wonderful animals to have in your life, but not everybody's going to see them as pets. They may see them as livestock. So make sure you understand that.
0: That's right. Hey, thank you very much for coming on today. Um, I know you're Probably totally and crazy busy there with uh, your new position and everything. <laughs> so glad to have you a little bit closer, and uh, hope that everything kind of flows uh, into place very easily for you the next few weeks. And we thank you for coming I on. We'll see you Kumbach back. I don't
1: think is in my area, Andy. We're going to have to fix that.
0: Well, there's Faithway, and Faithway is an awesome company, and they make a good product. They get a lot of their mix from Combach. Uh, and they also can carry their distributor for Combach as well, and they're not oh. too far from. Yeah, so Faithway. Yep, absolutely. Oh, so yeah, we can cool. we can hook you up through Faithway. Their distributor okay. for the Combach anything you want that Combach carries, they they can. Their distributor, big distributor, and they mix their own and have their own brand as well. So yeah, no problems there.
1: Andy, if any <laughs> of your listeners are in Alabama and they want to reach me, they have to call the state 4-H office. And ask for the chicken lady, which is me. And I would tell you my phone number, but I can't remember it. Um, Although it's really easy and I'm kind of mad that I can't remember it. But I will get it for you next time on your show and I'll make sure that I have that if people want to pick up the phone and ask questions or or have me speak here locally, I can do so.
0: All righty. Hey, that's awesome. Thanks so much. We'll see you back in a couple of weeks.
1: You take care, Andy. Bye-bye.
0: Enter the coupon code WHISPER at checkout and receive 10% off your entire order. Order your new incubator today at brensea.com. That's b r i n s e a.com. Want to protect your hens from the damage caused by an overly affectionate rooster? Nothing protects hens better than the Hen Saver Hen Apron. Hen Saver Hen Aprons come in several different sizes to fit both Bantam and Large Fowl Hens. They also come in several different styles and colors. Give your hens the protection they deserve by purchasing Hen Saver Hen Aprons today. 100% of all proceeds goes to provide care to rescued animals at Crazy K Farm in Hempstead, Texas. Purchase your Hen Saver Hen Aprons at HenSaver.com. That's HenSaver.com.
1: Kalmbach. 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 From our family to yours, feed your chickens the way nature intended. Pure, wholesome goodness. Kalmbach feeds. Visit our website at kalmbachfeeds.com. That's K-A-L-M-B-A-C-H feeds.com. Or order today on Amazon.com. Kalmbach Feeds is a proud sponsor of The Chicken Whisperer.
0: All right, everybody, thank you very much for tuning in today. Great show with my good friend, uh, poultry scientist, uh, Dr. Bridget McRae. We'll be back next week with poultry veterinarian, Dr. Maurice Pateski. I'll be posting the topic for that show. And, again, where else can you turn in to get great information from the chicken experts themselves? Not hearsay, not rumor, not blogs, not forums, not, a it worked for me, it worked for you, but good, reliable information for the healthier flock right here. Longer than anybody else, over a thousand episodes at your fingertips to listen to, thirty two states in person all across the country um, with with workshops, the magazine, the book, the new book coming out, Factor Chicken Poop. Nobody's doing it, folks. I want you to have the right information. I want you to have the correct information for a healthy backyard flock. You put a lot of money into your chickens. You love your chickens. Your chickens may be named. They may feed your family. You may rely on them from income. We want you to take good health care for your chickens. You're going to get it right here. I want to be able to sleep at night knowing you're getting the right information, not hearsay, not quackery, not... uh, Love you guys. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with Dr. Pitesky. Take care. (laughs) (laughs) ¶¶